I want to talk tonight about the power of blessing. This is actually a theme that the Lord is putting together in my life right now, something that I've been, I'm actually working on a book, a series. I don't know what's going to come from it. But I really believe that there's something that we are missing in the body of Christ simply because we have exchanged blessings and prophecies for prayers. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with asking the Lord. But sometimes we forget that he gave us dominion. Sometimes we forget that he gave us authority. And sometimes we're asking the Lord for things that he's already authorized us to do. And so I believe that the Lord is calling us back to a season of understanding the power of a man or woman of God pronouncing a blessing and speaking a blessing, even prophesying over the next generation or their house or the things around them. I believe that we have to understand sometimes in our prayers we sound so desperate that I wonder if there's any faith wrapped around it. Because sometimes we beg so desperately that it sounds like we're really on the brink of doubt instead of on the brink of faith. But when you can stand there and prophesy, when you can stand there and pronounce a blessing under the authority of God's word, then you know them there's faith. It takes faith to prophesy. It takes faith to pronounce a blessing. So I want to talk tonight about the power of of a blessing. If you'll go to the next slide, please, and I'm just going to trust you to stick with me. Go back. There, there we go. Some people see God in all kinds of ways. Some people see God as this cosmic bully, somebody that's pushing everybody around, who's already made our decisions, this royal chess game going on with our life. Some people see God as the cosmic Santa Claus. Everything is just gifts all the time. And all you have to do is sit on his lap and he'll give you anything you want. Some people see God as some mystical figure way out there that you can't really figure out, but maybe he will come through. Perhaps he is listening and maybe he will come through. Some see him as just father time. It's all going to work out. He's this old man with a long beard and leaning on a staff, walking through time, just kind of keeping the universe in place. And I don't see God as any of those kinds of things. As a matter of fact, the Bible is very clear on what God is. The next slide will tell you that. The Bible tells us that God is good. How many of you know that, that God is good? The Bible tells you that God is love. The Bible tells me that God is a blesser and that God is a rewarder. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that God loves to bless his children. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that God is a rewarder. That even though chaos may be roaming around the earth and you may see trouble in government and you may see war on the horizon, but God will always take care of his people God will always take care of the church because God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him God loves to bless his people as a matter of fact so much so do you realize that there are some things that the Bible says that if you do these things God will bless you you don't have to ask for this blessing if you do these things look at the next slide if you will he says that if you meditate on his word that God will bless you 
If you are a daily Bible reader, I promise you, you are a blessed person. There are blessings flowing into your life just because you turn the pages of the holy book every single day. Unfortunately, we're at a place in Christendom where people don't read the Bible as much. We almost have to give them a challenge to read it in 90 days or give them a devotional book uh, or because we've exchanged some of that for podcasting and I love podcasting and we've exchanged that for a two-minute devotional that somebody's going to text to us and make it convenient if our email shows up with our devotion. So the lost start of getting out the old Bible and marking it up and keeping writing your notes in there for a lot of people is just a lost start. You don't see many people carrying their Bibles to church anymore. You don't see many people keeping notes while they're learning the Bible when someone's preaching. You don't see a lot of those things. I grew up with people coming with those big notebooks and those notepads and we were writing all the the whole time they were preaching. We have if to say amen, you'd have to get an arm load just to stand up and say amen because you came to the classroom of the Lord to learn from the Lord. And I promise you that if you're meditating on the word of God that you are blessed. If you're helping those in need and not telling anybody about it, then you're blessed. Now if you tell somebody you don't get the blessing, if you tell somebody you lose that reward because the Bible says that is your reward but if you help the needy and you don't tell anybody about it if you buy somebody's lunch or you give somebody money and you don't tell anybody about it the Bible says blessings are going to come back to your house what you do in secret God is going to reward openly if you're giving to kingdom work if you're a tither the Bible says if you're a tither God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings you can't even contain but you know what tithing does not rebuke the devourer for your sake only offerings do that i hate to admit this but i was a ordained bishop in the church of god and had been pastoring for more than 20 years when the lord showed up to my house one day and said why don't you bring me an offering why have no this is what he actually said why have you never brought me an offering and I said Lord I give him the offering every time that's passed the Lord said that's not an offering you're not giving him the offering you're giving a tip to the church you're you're paying waitresses more than you do more than you put in there why don't you bring me an offering I said what are you talking about he said how he said listen to what David said how can I offer the Lord that which costs me nothing the Lord said I want you to bring an offering you feel I want you to bring an offering I want you to plan it I want you to talk to your wife about it and I want you to bring an offering and lay it at my feet and I said Lord why do you want me to do it that way he said that's the only way that I can rebuke the devourer for your sake if you do that then the devourer will stop taking those things in your life that belong to you things that I've given to you but you have to bring an offering I said Lord how much you want me to bring and he told me an amount that you could have bought a car with I said oh so that's an offering this is what I've been doing is not an offering that's the kind of stuff you lose and you don't worry about it the kind of money God was asking for I was going to worry about it and I talked to my redhead and I said honey God wants an offering she said well whatever he whatever he asked us for that's what we're going to give him and we took it to his feet and we laid it before him and I'm telling you what I am a living testimony that not only did the windows of heaven opened up but he started rebuking 
seeking the devourer for my sake. And those things that were devouring my life economically went away. And I saw God prove his word. God will bless you just for blessing the kingdom of God. If you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, there is a blessing. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I hope everyone in this room prays for the peace of Jerusalem every day. You know why? There is a blessing that will bless your family by just praying for the peace of Jerusalem. If you seek first the kingdom of God, if you make God's work a priority in your life, the Bible says there are blessings that will come into your life. Go to the next screen, if you will, because there's a few more things I want to tell you. Prayer brings blessings in your life. Blessing Israel. If you go to Israel, if you go on a tour there, if you lead a tour there, anything that blesses the nation of Israel, if you get involved in the Israel initiative with the church of God and plant churches there and build Bible schools there, if you bless Israel, the Bible's told, God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. So when you bless Israel, God says, I'm going to bless you just for blessing Israel. I'm going to turn right around and bless your life. Sowing seeds of faith. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Just sowing seeds of faith can bless your life. Do you realize that when God blesses you, sometimes we don't understand how blessings work. But I want to show you just a quick list of some of the things God said he would bless, okay? So these are things that you can't always control. But look at this list here. God says that he'll bless a barren wound. He said he'll bless your children. Anybody want your children to be blessed? You know how you get your children to get blessed? You just get blessed because it's going to go to the next generation. So he said, I'll bless your children. I'll bless your home. I'll bless your animals. I'll bless your finances. I'll bless your work. I'll bless your business. I'll bless all things. I like that one the best. He told Abraham, everything you touch is going to be blessed. If you walk into a room, that room is going to be blessed because you walked in the room. If you shake somebody's hand, they're going to be blessed just because you shook their hand. If you reach down your hand to work, everything you work is going to be blessed just because you put your hand in it. He said, I'm going to bless everything in your life. I just want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners who help us take the gospel around the world and train pastors and leaders around the world. Because of you, we have been able to do so much for the kingdom and expand the kingdom of God. Uh, I was able to train over 5,000 church planters just in the country of India alone. We've worked all through Africa as well as Europe. Uh, every year I go to Romania and train pastors and we've trained hundreds of pastors there in, in Romania. We've graduated over 3,000 pastors from programs, certificate programs, just in Central America. Uh, our teams and our, the young men and women that I've taken on the field with me, numerous uh, young ministers who I just want to give them experience and, and uh, help them to get their feet wet in ministry. We have gone around the world spreading the gospel and none of this is possible without you. I just want to say thank you for your continued support, whether it's a one-time donation of any size or whether it is a, a monthly donation that you've decided to partner with us uh, monthly. I just want to say thank you for that. And for those of you that are looking for ways to give to this ministry, because it is a good seed to sow in and we're doing things around the world, here's a screen that would tell you some easy ways that you can give to this ministry. But once again, 
I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all of those lives that you are changing. It is my honor to be your ambassador to the world. But sometimes we don't always understand how blessings work. And maybe part of the reason is, is because there are things that can stop us from being blessed. Look at this screen here. I call these blessing blockers. Do you know what? You can be paying your tithes and you can be helping the poor, but you are blocking a blessing simply because you haven't repented. Now, listen, this is good preaching for preachers, too, because I wish I could tell you I've never had to repent since I decided to follow Jesus. I wish I could tell you that I've never had to repent since I've been an ordained bishop. I wish I could tell you that I've never had to repent in the last year or the last two years. But I want to tell you something. If anything creeps into your life, if it's jealousy, envy, strife, it doesn't matter, misunderstanding, at some point in time, you got to go to the Lord. I don't care if you're the late great potentate i don't care what kind of title you have you still have to go to god and repent just like the man who's going for the very first time and if we don't repent it will stop blessings from our life if you don't honor others that's one of the reasons i love to give honor to people that have served me so well some of these great generals in the room like brother massey and 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 all of these bishops that have served and and ken hall and some of these guys in this room who have just labored hard for the Lord. I love to honor the men and women of God because listen to what the Bible says. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land. How many of you know the Bible does not say they have to earn the honor? How many of you know in the military you don't have to earn the honor? You just give honor. They don't say, well, you get to choose your drill sergeant, and if you like him, you can honor him. That's not how it works. In the military, you honor the rank whether you like the person or not. And in the kingdom of God, we honor those that the Lord has placed over us in the Lord. He didn't say it was a popularity contest. He didn't say it was always going to go your way. The Lord says if you honor those, if you bring honor to those that I've, that I've put over in the Lord, I will bring blessing into your life. And if you don't honor them, it will bring curses upon you as well. He said, if you don't forgive, the Bible says, if you don't forgive others, God can't forgive you. Boy, that's, that's quite a caveat, isn't it? I mean, if I don't forgive, God won't forgive me. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you what it says. That's exactly what it says. If we harbor unforgiveness in our heart, we block ourselves from being blessed. If we don't control our tongue. Now, there is one uh, that we have to talk about. Boy, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I have had to wrestle with that one so many times in my life. I'm a double extrovert. I like to talk. I talk even when I'm asleep sometimes, I think. I have to deal with that sometimes. But you see, the Bible says that if you speak things that, that every time you open your mouth, one or two things is coming out, life or death. And I am convinced that most of the struggles that we deal with, we spoke them over our own lives. I am convinced. I know sometimes we think, well, well, God, you know, I, I wish you would just help me. And the Lord would say, if you would stop cursing and start blessing, then you wouldn't even need my help. It would just all go away. What if God gives you everything you say? Well, I just feel like I'm going to get sick. Well, maybe that brings it on. Maybe I just feel like nothing 
good is going to happen today and maybe nothing good is going to happen today. What if we are speaking curses into our own lives every time we open our mouth? If we cannot control our own tongues, then we will stop the blessings from coming into our lives. And I'll get back to that one in a moment. If we don't observe the Sabbath, it blocks blessings from coming into our life. So I want to ask you a question. How does blessings work? How do the blessings work in our life? So, so, so we all want to be blessed, right? How many of you want to be blessed, right? We all want to be blessed. So how does it work? What do I do? And what's going to happen to me if I do that? So how does a blessing work? Well, I think the best place to find that answer is to go to the very first time in the Bible that blessing is mentioned. So I call this the law of first mention. So in the law of first mention, if you go to if you go to Genesis chapter 1, 22, it's the first time the word blessed appears. And I want you to notice this. God has just made all the sea creatures. God has just made the trees. God has just made the birds of the air. And then he turns around and says something over them. Look at this. He says, God blessed them saying. Uh, he blessed them how? What did he do? Did he touch them? No. What did he do? He said something to them. God blessed them by saying, be fruitful and multiply. Then God made men. How did God bless men? He blessed them. God said, look at it. Then God blessed them and God said to them. So a blessing starts with something you say. A curse starts with something you say. Now, we all know what it's like to live under a curse. Somebody says something to you and you can't get out of your head. It plagues you and it bothers you. There are people that have had to deal with that for 40 years in their life. Somebody said you're never going to amount to anything. Somebody said no one's ever going to love you. Somebody said you're too ugly. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too fat. You're too thin. Your nose is funny. Your eyes are funny. Something like that that stuck in our head and then we see that and live with that hanging over our head. See, that's how a curse works. You hear something and then you begin to walk toward it. You hear something and then you begin to act it out because you cannot get it out of your out of your mind. The same way a curse works is the same way a blessing works. If you get someone in your life that says, listen, man, you are strong. You're going to be the head and not the tail. There's going to be good things coming into your life. You know what's going to happen to you? You're going you're gonna to square your shoulders. You're going to put a smile on your face. And you're going to walk through life like good things are coming right and left all around you. Everywhere you go, you're going to look for blessings. Do you know there are miracles going by? you every single day there are opportunities going by you every single day you don't have to wait for all the circumstances of life to change before you're blessed I promise you there's a blessing within three feet of you right now this room is not only filled with angels this room is filled with opportunity if the people of God will begin to make the right connections instead of the wrong connections and the right relationships instead of the wrong relationships and make the right calls instead of the wrong calls and the right decisions instead of the wrong decisions, then the goodness and grace and glory of God will be seen in our lives. There are blessings all around you. So those blessings have to be spoken. They have to be pronounced. 
So a blessing starts with something that somebody says. How many of you know the very first thing that God made? Does anybody remember what that was? The very first thing that God made. You know, we could guess light, uh, the earth. Um, God said let there be light is probably the number one answer. But, you know, that's really not the first thing he made. Now, we can't really understand that from reading from the English Bible. Because you understand the English Bible was written in English. It has to be an English sentence, right? So when we read the English Bible, look at this screen. This is what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, so that's what our English Bible says. But I want to show you what it says in Hebrew. Go to the next screen and look at what it says in Hebrew. You have to read from right to left. In the beginning, God created Aleph Tav. Now, why doesn't our Bible say Aleph Tav? Because Aleph Tav is the first letter of the, of the Hebrew alphabet and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So in the Hebrew version of the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God made an alphabet. Now, why would God make an alphabet? Well, God has to make an alphabet because he's about to create the world. And the only way you can create the world, he's going to create the world with words. And you cannot form words until you have an alphabet. So God makes an alphabet, and from the alphabet, God makes words. And when God made the alphabet and made the words, he opened his mouth. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, let there be light. It's the first thing he said with, these new, with this new alphabet. And by the way, it would have to be a Hebrew alphabet if it's if it, Farina from Hebrew. So if you wonder what the language of heaven will be, a lot of Jewish people would argue this point, right? So in the beginning, God made Aleph Tav. He makes the words. He forms the words. And he creates with the words. Do you know that you do the very same thing every day of your life? <laughs> 